0: This is the Morning After Audio dump Podcast, sponsored by the Saginaw Deja Vu, featuring two floors of entertainment, four performance stages, and eight luxurious VIP suites.
1: End of the year, the holidays, the season of forgiveness, Matthew. It is. It's important if you've uh, if you've feuded with a loved one, a family member, a friend over the course of the past year, a couple of years, now the time... Maybe consider forgiveness Think Welcome about, that person back into your life As we get set to enter a new year Think about going to your family
2: Christmas gathering And you've been having beef with Maybe it's a brother, a sister, a mom A dad, an aunt, an uncle, a cousin You don't want to be awkward at Christmas Now is the Absolutely time not. to forgive Now is the time to forget You know what? Water under the bridge You made a mistake, I made a mistake Let's just get past it
1: Remember the old man in Home Alone was beefing with his uh, beefing with his son and Christmas the time to forgive. Yeah, he Make was What is that phone call?
2: Yeah, all it was, all that had to happen was him and Kevin McAllister hanging out in the church. He's like, just call him, dude. What are you waiting for, old man? Scary old man, why don't you just give him a call? Not so scary anymore. No, he was scared. The old man was scared. Oh yeah, the old man was scared too, but he was also scary.
1: Forgiveness. That's right. <laughs> the key, though, to that lesson at that church that day with Kevin McAllister was forgiveness.
2: It was, yeah.
1: I don't necessarily know, though, if this is a situation where I would be able to forgive. And believe it or not, Matthew, I, a forgiving man. That's shocking to me. <laughs> you seem like a dude that holds a grudge. We have worked- I hold grudges against certain individuals <laughs> for certain things that they have done. To everyone else, I forgive.
2: <laughs> I was going to say I know there's I know about a couple of grudges that you hold against certain people. I know there are people in this building that we have worked with over the years that were grudge holders and you may not even know they had a grudge against you. They just What Was a
1: grudge against me, not you. Oh, oh, okay, you're just generalizing. Just
2: generalizing out. Out. there have been people in this building that were grudge holders. There was somebody in this building within the past few years that for some reason didn't talk to me for like eight months. We have an office right next to each other. I don't know why. I have no idea why. I can only assume it's because I'm better than him.
1: Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I think we all know that. I have no idea. Hamilton, Ohio man says he does not want an apology from his now ex-girlfriend, and still have a a tremendous amount of love for her, not seeking forgiveness after she apparently shot him in the testicle.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if that's... I'm sorry, but... be able to forgive a loved one who (laughs) shot you in the balls? I'm sorry, but there's a few things I can look past. I think it would be difficult for me if it came to... There were cheating in a relationship. That would be tough, but we know that... Jay-Z and Beyonce were able to do it. She was able to forgive and forget. She put on an album, made a bunch of money, and she was like, you know what, Jay-Z? Go sleep around. It's fine. (laughs) She was able to forgive. Now, I don't know if Beyonce were to shoot Jay-Z in the ball if he'd be like, (laughs) hove! I don't know what he'd say.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what he would say. Not sure what he'd do exactly, but... That's how he would start, whatever he's about to say, though. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. Charlie Glenn has expressed forgiveness for his ex-girlfriend, was recently arrested for shooting him in the sack. <laughs> Charlie Glenn said he was asked by his ex girlfriend, thirty six year old Tanya Nestor, to take a walk with him recently. Can only imagine maybe they are attempting to reconcile. Best way to Her. do that. Take a walk together. Yeah, you know what, get let's get some fresh air.
2: Right, let's get out of this house, though it is in Ohio, so I don't know what kind of fresh air they're finding. <laughs> Stinks there.
1: Not too fresh air, but... No, 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 no. He realized at one point, though, that she was packing. (laughs) Maybe we should have taken this walk. Told her, let me see it because I'm not going anywhere with you if you are carrying a gun. No, that's smart. Smart on his part. Charlie Charlie Glenn's not dumb. Charlie, talking to uh, local TV, claims that's when she pulled it out. Shot him in the balls.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this is the point in the relationship where, you know what, there's no reconciliation. There's no, there's not going to be any forgiveness. For For
1: Charlie, though, he still loves her, apparently. (sighs) It's tough. That's a tough one for me. Police say Charlie was able to wrestle the pistol away from Tanya despite being injured and bleeding, while family members who were close by called 911 telling TV 19. In Ohio, that she pulled out the gun and shot me. He then grabbed the gun from her. Family members called 911 because I was shot and I was bleeding, he said. Okay. Rushed back to his home by his friend, a good friend, Paul (laughs) Carpenter. After the shooting... Shout out to Paul. ...where he then assessed his friend's injury.
2: It sounds like Charlie makes mistakes in the dating world, but not in the friend world.
1: No, you got a friend... If you've got a friend that'll carry you back to your house after you've been shot in the balls... (laughs) Yeah, you've got a friend for life.
2: You got to imagine that Paul's probably got to be holding on to like part of the sack or something, right? Like he's got to be. I imagine, I guess, the like pants are kind of keeping everything where it's supposed to be. But if if there's parts falling out, you know that Paul's there with a cupped hand. I got you, buddy. I got you. I'm gonna hold on to you real tight. It's I would hope.
1: Dangling here. I would, sort of holding on by a thread. But
2: I got you, boss. I would like to think that my friends, my BFFs. Chiad, happy birthday Turdface, face by the way
1: Happy birthday oh, turd face. Today, Happy birthday Chiad Today
2: Chiad's birthday oh, wow. T-Bone, I would like to think that is it T-Bone's birthday? No, 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 no. just Chiad I would like to think that if I were ever shot in the testicle That one of them would be willing to cup <laughs> You not so much, but those two probably
1: Bro, I would cup you <laughs> You don't think I would copy you? You oh, go you know. through your list of friends who you think would, and you don't include me?
2: I mean, I guess you'd be top three, but that's only because I have three real good friends. <laughs> and you're number three. She's <laughs>
1: known you the longest? Ooh, ah. Uh, g- uh, you know what? Chiad? G- no. No, that's not true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, fine. Say it. I guess it's been
1: you, yeah. Yeah! Yeah. You're still number three. Hey. Am- Wood Cup, though. <laughs> I appreciate you. Wood still Cup. <laughs> Hamilton police say they eventually arrested Tanya about a half mile from the crime scene at a house. She was uh, lodged in the local county jail. After recovering at the hospital and uh, eventually coming home, Charlie says that he still loves her <laughs> and forgives her <laughs> for shooting him in the sack.
2: Absolutely.
1: I'm sorry absolutely
2: not no there's no there's a few things that uh that I have a hard time forgiving you for and one of them is sleeping with my friends maybe okay alright the other would be shooting me in the bag (laughs) that's it's a short list not a long list Stealing my money would be like don't like don't touch my oh, cash yeah, but steal for me. Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. you know Kicking my dog sure. Yeah, no don't yeah a little hope a little hoops a little bros like don't do that yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have to worry about that with my lady friend like she likes them way more than she likes oh, me Yeah, but she already steals my money so. <laughs> By stealing I mean she says give me this money and I say okay whatever. <laughs>
1: It's an unarmed robbery type <laughs> yeah,
2: of situation. Right. Hey, I need this much for this no. okay <laughs> I don't question anything. Well, whatever. I
1: continue to live here and get the things for me that you want. <laughs> right. You're, You're gonna going to have to, to pay, pay me. me You're know. going to pay me my money.
2: So really, for me, really, the list is pretty short. It's two things: <laughs> sleep, sleeping with friends, and shooting me in the bag. Well,
1: she's lodged in the local
2: county jail. Actually, in court today. Oh wow. I know. Well, hopefully, he's there in support of her. <laughs> he
1: probably. He's got to be in
2: the. He's got to be in the gallery, right? With his buddy Paul, cupping his balls. <laughs> <laughs> he's still got. There's still some injuries he's recovering from.
1: A string of mysterious tire slashings in a small Italian village recently had locals fearing was it the mafia? La cosa nostra? Was it a neighborly dispute? Turns out, after a thorough investigation, it was none of those things. It was just a local dog with gingivitis. <laughs> Somebody can get that dog some scope. <laughs> Take care of that issue. Residence in Vasto Gerari, a small town, southern Italy. Residents recently were complaining about the bizarre vandalism. Complaints began all the way back in July. Wow. Some cases, cars were targeted multiple times, leaving people wondering, was it the mob sure. behind the destruction? Yeah, you never know in Italy. Right. It was a gelato dispute. Possibly a
2: neighborly gelato dispute. A pasta conundrum. You don't know. I have no idea why all these vehicles in this town all have flat tires.
1: One resident So they couldn't figure out who was slashing tires or what their motive may have been, saying it's a peaceful village. It was just late in October. Four villagers in the neighborhood reported their tires had been slashed. Prompting police to conduct an investigation.
2: How devastating for a peaceful village to have to deal with something like this. Imagine the peaceful village of Linwood. Oh, ah, the weekends is not peaceful. (laughs) Dealing with multiple tire slashing, tire punctures.
1: Devastating. Local police uh, employed undercover patrols and installed surveillance cameras. Finally, though, just last week, the culprit was caught on camera. A local dog named Billy, (laughs) who was filmed gnawing several tires in that small town, apparently (laughs) suffering from a severe case of gingivitis. (laughs) Biting the tires relieved the pain, according to a local vet. The owner, apparently a local, likely expected to foot the bill for all of the damaged cars. All it would have taken was... Hopefully somebody gives Billy a toothbrush.
2: Right, Billy brushing his teeth, maybe getting in there with the floss a little bit, maybe take him to the doggy <laughs> dentist, put him under, clean those things up, do the the, the pricking and the, the scraping and the whatever you got to do to get it done. Get one of them doggy toothbrushes and some doggy toothpaste. Get some of those what are the what are the dog bones that clean your teeth? You get like the greenie bone, maybe? Yeah, get him some greenies. All this dog <laughs> needs is some greenies. That's and right. now all of these people are waking up to discover they can't get to work in the morning because their car's got flat tires.
1: <laughs> Somebody hand that dog a greeny bone. <laughs>
2: That's it. That's all it would have taken. Brush that dog's teeth, man. Also, no offense to anybody who might think this is tire slashing, but come on. Seriously? You have to notice it's like punctured like it's been gnawed. Right. You have to be able know. to tell it's not somebody taking a knife to your tires. It has to look like a
0: dog has been chewing on it, right? I don't know We're back with more of the Morning After Audio Dump podcast.
1: Time for a Virgin Texter Tuesday edition of Florida, not Florida,
0: Florida, not Florida.
1: And joining us again, the voice of the Saginaw Spirit, Dylan Clark. Good morning, Dylan. Morning. Saginaw Spirit stringing together one victory in a row. Is that a streak? (laughs) That streak? Not yet a streak. No, not yet streak. It is a streak in the making streak in the making big dub though saturday on the road in flint 7-1 win and uh, an opportunity here late this week to come back home to the dow vent center in fact a bit of a tough stretch tough for the players and tough on the voice of the saginaw spirit three games in three days to close out the week so We'll talk some Saginaw Spirit Hockey coming up here with Dylan Clark. First, though, Florida, not Florida. Being sponsored by the Wanigan
2: Eatery and Pub in Bay City, Adam has a story. He will give you the who's and the what's and the why's and the when's. He will leave out the where. You've got to figure out whether this happened in Florida. Florida. Whether this happened somewhere else. Not Florida. They're going to text us. Gower Law text line, 1-800-9ROCK-93. Text Florida. Text Not Florida. Include Spirit Please, Hockey Please, Puck Please, Dill Pickle Me Daddy. Which, by the way, I don't know if you heard, Adam, we popped up on Midland Complains on Facebook. People were bitching that we were off the air, and then it turned into, like, everybody just dogging us. And there was one guy that said, and I quote, All they do is say Daddy every other word. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I go, we, we do? But it's only, like, right in this one spot. It's not like we do it, we don't do it Maybe. all.
1: Maybe that's this only time he listens is right oh, no. here. Once a day, three days a week. <laughs> yeah, at seven twenty,
2: he hears Daddy. us, Daddy. He hears us say, "Daddy." And he's like, "I must say that all
1: the time." That's all they do. These guys suck. <laughs> shout out Midland complains. Yeah, shout out Midland complains. <laughs> I it's tried a- to join the group, but uh, the admin denied. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, I'll tell you this. It's a hellscape.
2: It is. Uh, People are unhappy, which I guess, with the name of the group, you sort of expect that kind of thing. That's right. You'd better be unhappy. So include daddy in your text messages to
1: upset that one guy. I was denied admission because I'm too joyful. Oh, I I know that's not true. I've met you. A man found himself behind bars after he allegedly set one of his own shoes on fire to stay warm and then drunkenly passed out leaving that fire unattended. <laughs> <laughs> now,
2: let's just get this out of the way right now. Adams, do we know? Course. Are we... Don't we... Know how,
1: we don't exactly know how orange that thing was. That thing was, was so,
0: like, the flames were, like, orange. That thing was yeah, so fire. on fire. <laughs> right? No, like... So it, on fire, So yeah. on fire.
1: <laughs> it was so on fire. The
2: flames were so orange. <laughs> Dylan, I don't know if we played that for you before. No. That is Joey Botano describing a very orange fire. (laughs) That's correct. It's the fire at Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, we were in here, and there was a fire raging in Notre Dame, and Joey tried to describe it on the air by saying the flames were so orange. And it turned into people sending us photos of their fires, their campfires, for Joey to rate them.
1: (laughs) And we still receive them every summer. So. I thought... The funniest part about that is, if you think about what his job description was, is a radio play-by-play person describing what they see to the listener, (laughs) someone who can't see it, and the best he could do was, it was so on fire, it was so orange. You have no. to think that someone in that position would do a better job of describing it as what they see, since that's their job.
2: But how often is he describing fire in a hockey game? Probably not very often. It doesn't matter.
1: Often. A good play-by-play person should be able to describe <laughs> anything they see, so the listener knows exactly what it is that they are seeing. Should we... He's here right now. Should we put Dylan on the
2: spot to describe the fire that this man's <laughs> shoe may have been emitted. <laughs> <He> you can't <laughs> see it.
1: That's true. We could all see the Notre Dame fire. That's right? true. It was on yeah. TV for 12 yeah, he hours. He wouldn't have,
2: you're right. He wouldn't have any sort of
1: <laughs> you know,
2: gauge as to how orange or how on
1: fire the fire was. You're right. 38-year-old Michael Dubberly arrested and charged with disorderly intoxication and recreational fires after the incident unfolded outside of a real estate office. Police arrived at the scene, found him passed out in front of the building with a shoe fully <laughs> engulfed in flames right in front of him. I'm assuming not on his foot. <laughs> Probably not. They do that was not be my specifically next say whether or not it was or was not on his foot.
2: You have to be pretty good and drunk to not notice if your shoe is on fire, burning your foot while you passed out outside of a real estate office.
1: The fire, which was about five feet from the front door of the real estate office, was extinguished by police. Next to Michael, a couple of cans of alcoholic beverages, one empty, one half full, and a third left unopened. <laughs> Couldn't even get to that third one. That Michael built a warming fire and left it unattended and then eventually passed out. He was taken into custody and agreed to speak to police post Miranda, said he started the fire to keep warm, and only drank one Mike's Hard Lemonade Tallboy
2: sounds like he can't hold his booze if only one of them knocked him out in front of this real estate office.
1: Police noted, though, that Michael was not steady on his feet and was, quote, hard to understand when he spoke.
2: So he had more than just one Mike's heart limit. I'm
1: assuming so. Okay. They could also smell a strong odor of alcohol coming from him. He was arrested and transported to a local county jail where he remains on $1,000 bond. And if Dylan Clark had seen the fire, he would have said this.
0: I would have said the fire is firing for sure. I, don't,
1: I, don't I didn't know you were throwing that to me. Fire is firing for sure. <laughs> that's good too. I like it. That fire is so fiery.
2: <laughs> I like that one too.
1: <laughs> Texters, what that's,
2: that's exactly what I wanted to have. Oh man. Texters one eight hundred nine rock ninety three the Gower Law text line. That's one eight hundred nine seven six two five nine three. Text Florida. Text not Florida. Spirit, please. Hockey, please. Still pickle me, daddy. Send that text and you could score a couple That's of tickets. All you do. <laughs> could score a couple of tickets go check out the Saginaw Spirit in action. Good morning to Junk Picker Bob. Florida Spirit, please. Good morning, Wise Guy Cheyenne, Daddy, Milf Trish, yes, Daddy. DeBolt OG, hello, Florida, hashtag Saginaw Spirit, hashtag Wanigan. Good morning to the kid, not Florida. Three, two, six. Spirit Hockey, going not Florida. Gas Man Jason, not Florida. My shoes were so on fire, they were so orange. Pickle Me Daddy, the Mullet, Florida. Gotta be. Coleman Relic says not Florida. Dill Pickleby Daddy Captivating Chelsea, Florida for sure. Let's go. Spirit Tart Blueberry Florida. Daddy my daddy for the daddy daddy. (laughs) Daddy my tickets daddy. Hot Wheels Brian not Florida. Good morning Breeze Stroyer hello 385 Florida. Dill Pickleby Daddy ACO Trevino good morning 798 says not Florida Dude is just mad he's not being called daddy Good morning to Firefighter Dispatcher Zach. This is the most Florida thing I've heard, short of those shoes being full of meth. I ask the great powers of Dill to bless this house with spirit tickets, Daddy! T-Bone, Florida all day. Fitter Mike, not Florida. Bunch of daddies there. Shipper Rob, not Florida. Plastic Steve saying, not Florida. Detail Guy Kyle, not Florida. Farmer Dan, not Florida. My homie Mahoney, not Florida. No need for heat in Florida. Pickle Me, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Chubbs the Trash Man, Not Florida. Sounds like Bentley to me. Big D, not Florida. Joe, what up? Trucker, truck driver, firefighter, Tony says, not Florida. Geologist, Zach, not Florida. Landscaper, Garrick, Florida, Papa, 332, not Florida, Daddy. Tiny's mom, hot feet for Florida. Gumby, not Florida. High Mountain, Andrew, Florida, Spirit. There are so many text messages. Most of them just say, Daddy. As they should. Uh huh. I will come to you, Dylan Clark. Remembering that your losses mean Saginaw Spirit victories. Yes did this happen in florida it seems the texters majority leaning not florida this morning
0: that's the thing i, I can't lose really no matter
2: what happens no i can't lose um my first yeah. thought is why do you need, <laughs> i heard that <laughs> <laughs> my first thought is why do you need why do you need a fire to stay warm in florida sure i don't, although i've never been to florida in december so i don't know what it's right. like now also this could be a story from earlier so um you can't say i haven't put a lot of thought into this i'm going to say not florida Dill Pickle goes not Florida, so I will. I'll be the one to say
1: Florida this morning, Adam. Oh well, if you did say Florida like Matthew, you would be correct. Florida, <laughs> Lady Lake, Florida.
2: We knew. We set off the air. You know what? He's gonna think it's way too warm to be burning your shoes in Florida. That's
1: right. And if you've been paying attention to the national weather lately, you would know that it's been incredibly cold in Florida. Yeah, I did not know that. Been a little bit chilly down there. Maybe I should look at the weather chilly. in Florida more. Yeah, well, you need to spend more, pay more attention to your national weather like I do. So there, were, there
2: this was a lesson the whole time. It it's was been a lesson. Uh, yeah, what just... you don't
1: realize is every Florida not Florida when you are here is a lesson. It's a lesson for you, it's a lesson for the people. That's right. That's what this show is all about. It's about what lessons. a teaching show?
0: <laughs> not really. This is a Morning After Update.
1: Sad update to a story we brought you just a couple of months ago. Dennisville, New Jersey. Chair watch. Oh! 12,000 members of the Facebook page following along daily updates of that chair Don't that was you. perched atop that abandoned home in New Jersey.
2: Don't you dare tell me what I think you're going to tell me.
1: A group that I joined and promptly abandoned <laughs> cuz there was literally updates every 5 minutes <laughs> it was clogging my news feed to the point where i had to bail fortunately it's still public so you can see it without being a member and it was just yesterday 7:10 a.m. news was reported the chair has fallen. No! The notorious chair that was perilously perched on the edge <laughs> of that abandoned home for years and the star of the popular Chair Watch Facebook page <laughs> that garnered over 12,000 followers from around the globe has finally fallen with a combination of gusty winds and that pesky, pesky gravity. <laughs> News reported like a doctor may have pronounced a time of death chair down, seven ten a.m. <laughs> a member of Chair Watch, that group with 12,000 members who were dedicated to keeping an eye on that mysterious chair turned roadside attraction for those who traveled Route 47 to Jersey Shore.
2: Now, we had... We had hoped that when I was in New Jersey that the chair would be close enough to my location that I could travel to see the dangling chair. Unfortunately, it was a few hundred miles away, so I was unable to get there. But I had said when we did this story originally, I said, "In in a few weeks, maybe a few days, turns out to be a couple of months, we will have an update for you. And the update will be, the chair has
1: fallen. The chair has fallen. That's right. Well, it's the only update possible.
2: Yeah, there is no other Ch- the chair is either still there. Yeah, which isn't really, what are we going to talk about if that happens?
1: Uh, or, or the chair has fallen. Yeah, chair's down. Chair's down. Chair is down. Now
2: what happens, you have to hope that like this city, this town has like a local, like they got to have like a local museum, right? Where they have all their, here's when we became a village. Well, that's, or
1: that's, deba- that's the debate on the chair watch page. What happens to the chair now? Technically it's not anyone's property except the property owner. Okay. Who would have to then give permission to someone to then go get the chair retrieve the chair from the property. How the question we- is who owns the home? Right. And would they in fact be kind enough to grant permission to retrieve well, the who's chair? Gu-
2: who's gonna stop some turd from going and stealing the chair? Well, I mean it would be
1: theft. It would be I understand that. I get it. But fortunately though, chair watchers <laughs> have so, noticed. So so stupid. I'm sorry? It's so stupid. Chair watchers? Yeah. Well, the whole, was a, the whole thing. I was a chair watcher for like three days. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's is, is enough of this. There is uh, apparently a red suitcase that is also perched along the edge <laughs> of the home. Now, there is no roof. We believe the roof had at some point collapsed, so we're assuming that what's what remains are items that were in the attic.
2: Oh, okay. All right.
1: It's not just people going over there with stuff to throw up there. No, there is also a red suitcase... Sort of. I mean, it is very, very close to the edge of that home. So we've
2: now changed from chair watch to suitcase watch. We suitcase have pivoted watch? from
1: chair watch to suitcase watch. Okay, all right. Is there nothing else to do in New Jersey? Dennisville, New Jersey. There's nothing to do. I mean,
2: having been because to New Jersey recently, you're essentially
1: recently, a you're a drive through you're a drive through town as people make their way to the Jersey Shore. Yeah, right. So
0: cabs are about- here. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you're not. Stopping. Think about any small town on the edge of one of our beautiful Great Lakes here in the state of Michigan. The sure. towns you drive through to get there, right to your little vacation home. Sure, those those small towns that once were booming businesses but have now essentially collapsed. There's like an old lady sitting in downtown, <laughs> and it's the only thing that's down there.
2: And they're all hoping for their own. Their Dangling <laughs> so, chair to bring so attention thick. back to their town. Attention back to them to say, like,
1: hey, don't forget about us. We're still here. The, the tributes, if you if you happen to spend a few minutes at uh, the chair watch page, the tributes uh, are pouring in from <laughs> around the country. People lighting candles. Uh-huh. People, you know, toasting the chair. Sure. People have produced some chair merchandise. Okay. Some memorial chair T-shirts. <laughs> People grateful for the opportunity to travel as far away as Minnesota to see the chair. <laughs> chair down, seven ten a.m. yesterday.
2: Can you imagine mom and dad come to you and say, hey, we're going on a trip. We're leaving Minnesota to go to New Jersey. And you think to yourself, oh, we're going to go to the Jersey Shore. We're going to go somewhere fun. And they take you to see a no. chair hanging <laughs> on the edge of a fallen yeah. down house. <laughs>
1: Thanks, <laughs> mom How and dad. You would you be if you had planned two trips for next year? the rusty pole, and the dangling chair.
2: (laughs) And both are down?
1: Both are down. (laughs) Oh, devastating.
2: I planned these two trips in 2023. Now I can't go on either of them. (laughs) I don't want to go to Dennisville. Nobody cares about that unless the chair's up there. Now I have the suitcase.
0: Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 4D chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show, on YouTube or wherever you listen. We're back with more of the Morning After Audio Dump Podcast. It's time to crown the Morning After's most valuable
1: Today's morning after MVP, 41-year-old South Carolina native Courtney Epps, who I can only assume was vacationing in the beautiful Keys of Southern Florida. And she making the tremendously poor decision to operate a vehicle while intoxicated. Yeah, don't do that. That alone, though, would not make her the morning after MVP, though she certainly is worthy. For choosing to get behind the wheel of her Chevy Suburban and operate that vehicle after she has consumed a tremendous amount of alcohol but it's what she did after she was arrested that makes her our Morning After MVP. Monroe County, Florida authorities recently releasing new information regarding a dangerous police pursuit that took place just Sunday Marathon, Florida in the beautiful Florida Keys leading to the arrest of 41-year-old Courtney Epps, who's from Taylor, South Carolina, but is in southern Florida. According to the arrest report, she was first observed driving a gray Chevy Suburban, speeding, while going north in the southbound lane. Scary. Well, oh, yeah. Ignoring police as they pursued her with lights and sirens, tracking her, driving anywhere between 90 and 120 oh. miles per hour. Wow maintaining that speed according to police regardless of oncoming traffic instead moving to the southbound lane while driving around northbound vehicles multiple attempts made by police to stop her using spike strips fortunately the second one which was deployed successful in spiking three of her Matthew four tires how about that suburban hitting 120 miles an hour well yeah Got that V eight, bro. Got that get up and go. Got that get up and go. Got to be able to haul the fam. <laughs> it does. You're right. Got that third row, bro. You never,
2: you never get to get that Suburban up to 120 miles an hour.
1: I never have. No, no have one. owned Suburban. Would love to see it. Have owned Yukon. Uh, have owned Suburban. Oh, They've look at you, fancy one pants. D- oh, they were pre-owned. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done uh, 120 miles per hour in either the Suburban or the Yukon. Would have liked to.
2: I bet if you were to get your Suburban up to 120 miles an hour, you would see some serious S. (laughs) It's a possibility.
1: (laughs) Can't say did go probably. I'm guessing. Don't recall. 88. Did not see (laughs) S. Did not see serious S. Would have liked to, though. Well, sure. According to police... She eventually continued, even after the three of the four tires hit that spike strip, still traveling at a high rate of speed, and eventually approaching hundreds of runners who were apparently participating in a half-marathon. Jeez. Coincidentally, in Marathon, Florida. Well,
2: where you else have
1: would to you run have your the marathon? marathon in Marathon.
2: Yeah, right? what are we going to do in Tampa? Stop. <laughs> <We're> do <doing> it <laughs> in Orlando? No. You do it in mar- All marathons must happen in Marathon. Cut-ho-key.
1: The tires on her vehicle began to fall off as she passed the runners, with two of them damaging two other vehicles.
2: As <laughs> she work? as she as she drives by the
1: runners, is she like waving them? Hi! No good. Well, based <laughs> on her behavior after she's arrested, I'm going to guess probably not. Seems to be completely unaware of what's going on. She eventually crashed into a construction site. It was there, fortunately. That she was taken into custody, and fortunately, again, none of the runners, good, no other drivers on the road, and even her uh, self not injured in this incident. Police explained in their report she had extremely constrict, constricted constricted pupils and did not respond to verbal or physical stimulation. How are they? Sounds <laughs> mm. like my wife. <laughs> How exactly verbal or physical stimulation? Either
2: how are they trying to verbally stimulate her?
1: How are they trying to physically stimulate (laughs) her? I don't think they should. (laughs) What are they doing exactly? I can only assume that their body cams are running and that nothing was inappropriate.
2: Yeah, right. Like they're snapping their fingers in front of her. Like yeah, yeah, right. Like tapping her on the shoulder. Hey, hello, 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 hello. hello.
1: You with us, Courtney? Courtney, all right. Hello, 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 hello. She apparently only stared straight forward in silence. (laughs) <laughs> it was what happened next, though, that makes her the morning after MVP. Due to her condition, she was checked into a local hospital, where police report Courtney uh, urinated on herself in the lobby. Okay, while loudly singing gospel songs. <laughs>
2: So she was able to be quiet the entire rest of the time, but once she gets a little pee
1: in her pants... (laughs) Apparently it inspires her to sing gospel. She finds Jesus. (laughs)
0: Hallelujah! I I got pee in my pants! (laughs) Praise the Lord, Jesus!
1: Is that what it sounded like? I imagine so. (laughs) Police also noted in the report that while in the lobby of the hospital, after urinating herself, she began alternating between... Uh, Three things, sleeping, singing, and talking to herself.
2: (laughs) Yeah, sounds like she had a good time.
1: Keeping in mind, this is the middle of the day. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's a marathon going on. There's a marathon being run. It's not like it's 2 a.m. After initially agreeing to a field sobriety test, she eventually then refused, telling police, quote, God the Father told her to stop. She taken to the Plantation Key Jail without any further incident, and facing several charges, including DUI and a felony charge for fleeing or looting with disregard for safety of persons or property.
2: Did she get to sing once she was in jail? Did she find anybody? To... You can... welcome to sing away. Does somebody have a harmonica in there? Somebody's got the cup on the bars. Ring, ring, ring. I don't think. That... Is that just in the movies? I think that's in the
1: old movies. Okay. Yes.
2: Why does this one guy always have them? Harmonica in there I thought there was No contra man Yeah this guy We always do stories About people sneaking in Like stuffing their butts And stuff But somehow Some guy always has A harmonica
1: yeah. Somebody always has A metal cup That he can ring Well the ring. guy With the harmonica The guy with the harmonica Is the guy who's always in jail <laughs> Yeah right He just They have it Like they hold onto it For him <laughs> When he pops back in They're like Here you go Bill Tanya had one Hell of an adventure <laughs> yeah. Tanya Courtney Courtney oh. Tanya I'm not
2: sure You're the one with the names
1: Courtney, Courtney Epps, from Taylor's South Carolina vacationing in the Keys. No relation to Mike Epps. No relation to Mike Epps, no. And you can only imagine, like, she drives a Suburban, so she's clearly got a family. <laughs> Maybe she just likes the space. That mom was like, I'm going to go pick up a few things from the grocery store.
2: <laughs> and they're like, Mom, you've had a lot of tequila already. We're in the mom Keys, of course. care.
1: No. And then the husband, a few hours later, just wondering, I wonder where Courtney is. <laughs>
2: Mom's enjoying, oh. some, mom's enjoying some bottomless mimosas on her vacation. Well,
1: yeah, you hit that beachside cantina, bro. Right? Come on. You're on vacation.
2: <laughs> We've all, who hasn't, who hasn't been there? And the day gets away from you.
1: Yeah, it's 2.30 in the afternoon. You realize
2: your Airbnb doesn't have all the groceries they said they would have available to you, so you got to make a run to Publix.
1: No, 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 no. no. Police in Italy receiving multiple reports of drug dealing activity in an area in Genoa did not, though, unfortunately, have any strong leads, completely baffled. Confused as to what step to take next. People in this area are claiming there's drug trafficking. We, as police, have no leads. An investigative unit was charged with gathering more information. Witnesses claiming that a local barber was the one responsible for the drug dealing. 55-year-old man. So they put that investigative unit together, charged with gathering more information, collaborating with another police department, setting up surveillance teams to spot any unusual activity outside of that barber shop. It was one of those investigative teams that reported an unusually high number of of bald and beardless men who frequented the small barber shop huh. that was operated by a 55 year old.
2: Now, Adams, being a bald and beardless man, what reason would you have to go into a barber shop? I have no reason to go to a
1: barber shop. When's the last time you've been to a barber shop? To get my own hairs cut? Yeah, sure. Probably the 90s. <laughs>
2: I forgot about you having children and they would have to get their hairs cuts.
1: Yeah, have taken kids to get hairs cuts Uh, it's probably been the 90s since I have been in a it may have been 1994 or 3 maybe I attempted to cut my own hair the very first time when I decided to shave my head as the entire football team was doing this head shaving thing and I did not have actual clippers. All I could find was my dad's beard trimmer, and I tried to cut my hair with his beard trimmer. <laughs> and it was not strong enough. It was not powerful enough to cut my... Because I have a, a head, you know, a pretty thick head of hair. Uh-huh. And I pretty much butchered it to the point where <laughs> when my parents got home that day, uh, they saw what I had tried to do, and they took me to the barber shop so the barber could actually cut the rest of it.
2: Now, if that- you were to... If you were to today, without children, walk into a barber shop, red
1: flags. Red flags everywhere. Oh, absolutely. I do not require your trim. Your trimming abilities. You
2: especially didn't last week when you had that shaving oh, I mistake. Could have, used,
1: could have used a professional in that moment. That shaving mishap where you just got rid of it all. Yeah. Had I just decided to go see a professional, it probably would not have happened. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. Or to nearly it back to a uh, full beard force. Oh, good. Good. Happy to. Happy to see that tomorrow. Oh, it's gonna look good, bro. You're gonna be like, what? <laughs> You're gonna look at me and go, what? <laughs> that fast? That quickly? What a, you're a man. You are a man, you'll say. I probably will. Those individuals, apparently of different ages, appeared to be from varied walks of life, but they all had one thing in common. It appeared as though they did not require a haircut or a shave. <laughs> they were beardless bald men.
2: You know that one of those people that were surveilling, one of those people that were staking out this barbershop was like, Hey, wait a sec. No one else notices. And then one dude's like, Hey, guys, have you noticed? <laughs> All these guys are bald. All these guys are beardless. Like, what are they doing going to the barbershop? I bet,
1: I bet they're all going in there to buy drugs. That's right. Quick investigation revealed that most of those clients only came to purchase drugs.
2: One of you can't throw a wig on? Come on, man. That's all you had to do. If you're the barbershop owner, hand out wigs. <laughs> and then nobody is the wiser. Then it's just a bunch of dudes going to get hairs cuts.
1: Apparently in Italy, that's all police needed. They eventually raided the 55-year-old's barbershop and home <laughs> and discovered drugs, <laughs> scales, drug packaging equipment, and all the materials you would need to run a successful drug operation. And a whole bunch of bald guys. <laughs> that drug-dealing barber was taken to a local prison where he's awaiting sentencing. Oh,
2: man. Well, now he has a job in prison. <laughs> he can give out haircuts. <laughs> you
1: need, I mean, if you're going to run a barbershop. Uh-huh. That doubles as a drug location. Sure. You need to make sure that your clientele at least have hair. <laughs> or at least wear a hat.
2: <laughs> right? Some, something. If you're all going in there <laughs> clean and they're going to wonder why you're even bothering to go in there. It's either hand stuff or drugs. <laughs> One of two.
0: We're back with more of the Morning After Audio Dump Podcast.
1: Though not yet part of the Morning After's 14 commandments, over the course of the past couple of years, any time that we stumble upon a otter story, it must be told. (laughs) We've had numerous otter attacks. We have. Throughout the country.
2: Yeah, and I've. I've professed my affinity for when I venture out to a zoo whether I'm going with my uh, little brother or well, my niece or nephew the otters, they just seem so fun, man and then you hear these stories about these renegade otters that are
1: attacking people, like, okay, maybe not so much fun we had a woman, I believe, over the summer who was uh, attacked while tubing yeah, I believe an otter bit her ear off <laughs> jeez, okay, maybe uh,
2: maybe otters aren't as friendly as I thought they were It <laughs> seems so cuddly and fun <laughs> This the story of two otters and a prairie dog. Two, you asked me to sing it, and I have a couple of different tunes in my head. Mm-hmm. Two otters and a prairie
1: dog. Two otters and a prairie dog. Yeah, something like that, yeah, yeah. Two otters and a prairie dog. <laughs> two otters and a prairie dog.
2: I like that one too. Yeah,
1: it does have a. It's the story of two otters and a prairie dog. Yeah, Beck
2: had two turntables and a microphone.
1: Yeah, we was... got two otters and a prairie dog. <laughs>
2: Two turntables and a... M- two otters in a prairie... Two and a prairie yeah.
1: dog. I like it. Where it's at. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah. Two otters and a prairie dog. Where it's at. That's a song. Apparently otter smuggling is a big problem. Really? Otter smuggling is an issue. Huh? Authorities in Thailand are cracking down on otter smuggling. Okay. Taiwanese man is now facing charges after being caught smuggling two otters and a prairie dog got two otters and a prairie dog in
2: his pants where it's at they're in my pants <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> in mailing it in my ass <laughs> yeah how dare you shut up tony <laughs> that taiwanese man killing it right charged- now they're smuggling two live otters and a prairie dog <laughs> in his pants at an airport
2: in Bangkok. See, when you say two live otters and a prairie dog, it actually works out better for two turntables and a microphone.
1: <laughs> it, the, two live otters and a prairie dog. Yeah, it, fit,
2: it fits the, yeah. Fits yeah, yeah, the yeah, beat the t- a little bit. Where sure is that? Fits, it fits the beat better.
1: Two live otters and a prairie dog. In my
2: pants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Phoning it in. My ass. <laughs> Killing, Killing it. it. Killing it. Killing it. Killing the game authorities discovered the three animals two live otters and a prairie dog <laughs> taped under the traveler's boxer shorts after security guards became suspicious of what they describe as a prominent but wobbling ball <laughs> below his waist
2: i know we've we've i don't know if we've talked about the man with the what was it named Jonah Falcon, the guy that has like the ginormous Johnson, where he goes to like he goes through airports and gets stopped every time because they think he's got some huge he's smuggling something? It just turns out to be his huge hog.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't think when, like him, he has like the prominent balls, but it's not wobbling. If those dumb <laughs> those dumb otters and that prairie dog just would have kept their cool, sit still, otters. Maybe this would have worked out for this guy.
1: Prominent wobbling balls. <laughs> Some people are into that sort of thing. I don't know. i going to have to check that out. Thailand has reportedly been a hot spot for illegal wildlife trafficking. Apparently, they're trafficking those animals into China. That's when they discovered the 22-year-old man who was traveling, in fact, from Bangkok to Taipei. Prior to checking in for his flight, apparently bought the animals from a market, crammed them in his pants and attempted to board the airplane. That's when security concerns were raised, apparently about his unusually large package that was moving below his waist, prompting them to notify colleagues operating the X-ray machine. And that's when it was discovered that he had two live otters and a prairie dog in his pants.
2: In his pants!
1: Officers pulled him to the side to conduct a strip search and discovered the two Asian small-clawed otters and a prairie dog that were concealed and taped <laughs> beneath the man's designer boxer shorts.
2: Now, knowing what I know about the woman losing an ear to an otter and the otter attacks in the northeast, ain't no way in hell I'm strapping them down around my boxers. <laughs> I don't care how cuddly they look. I've they seen do the look headlines. Cuddly, though. I've seen the stories. I know that they can cause damage down there. Imagine you're in line waiting to go through TSA with this wobbly (laughs) protrusion you've got, and all of a sudden an otter's attacking your sack. (laughs) Then what do you do? Now you're screwed.
1: (laughs) Prominent wobbling bald. (laughs) Great name for a band. Thai Customs apparently took him into custody. He missed his flight. Oh, man. I know. Well, I'm sorry. You cannot travel with two two live otters and a prairie dog in your pants. In
2: his pants!
1: (laughs) Thai Customs Department spokesperson said that any person trying to smuggle animals onto an aircraft will be caught. He was detained and now faces charges of violating sections of their Customs Act, Animal Epidemics Act, and the Animal Conservation and Protection Act. The animals... Two live otters and a prairie dog handed over to the Department of National Parks, Wildlife, and Plant Conservation. In his pants. In his pants. Good morning, two two. live otters and a prairie dog.
2: In his pants. Good morning, DNR Tony. Who said, and I quote, "You guys phone it in." Just send this. The otter story changed my whole opinion. (laughs) Told you. Told you. Killing it. Killing it over here today. Phone it in. Come on,
0: DNR Tony.
2: (laughs) He knows better now.
0: You've been listening to the Morning After Audio Dump Podcast. Want more of the Morning After with Matt and Adam? Listen weekday mornings on The Rock Station, Z93. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is forty chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.